Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com INTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com INTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Hey. So, obviously, things probably haven't really gotten that much better. Oh, um, no, 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 no. It's no. crazy. I know for if you guys don't know this, but um, Arizona's COVID cases have been spiking pretty dramatically. And, I mean, it's taken people just by storm. Like, no one would expect this. I think... This is a fall on everyone else because they should have had like some sort of, I don't know, maybe graph that could mm. speculate kind of how these spikes would go if mm. we were to open or if we were to stay closed. Some kind of um, science that backed it up? Mm, maybe. You know, oh. just something that says like, hey, this is taking the real real life numbers oh. and, 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 and all the data we know you know, right now, mm. and this is just a a look into the future of what could be mm. if we were to open soon, or if we were to stay closed. You know what might happen. I think it was really inconsiderate for people, for our governments, and and these these people that think they're so smart. If you're so smart, you should have made something that people could have saw that. Was that dumb? Oh, they. Oh, we did. Yeah. Oh, we, oh, we showed did. that we would spike where uh-huh. we are. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are you saying that if we were to stay closed, uh-huh. then then we we would have. Yeah. Oh, uh, we, we would have curved it yeah. by like. Well, you you could have flattened uh, it a little bit more. Yeah. Huh. I mean, as long as I can go to Top Golf, still, I think we're okay. God damn it. You don't know how many people, because you know that golf course right off of um, Osborne, it's packed. Oh it's like, God. are you, like, you guys, like, and what's funny is that it's like Arizona has a, a, a large portion, a population of, like, older people. And it's like, it's it's kind of like God saying, like, we don't need you guys no more. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, honestly, it's so frustrating that people just... You could still do things like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> We've been trapped inside for months now. I, it's it's literally almost my birthday, which was crazy because when all this started, it felt like oh my birthday's not till like half a year from now. When, when it started, it was my birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like, yeah, I get it. It's been a long time, but we're trying to show you like, hey. We could just curve this if we all stick together and say, hey, maybe we don't need to go to barbershops and arcades. And it's almost like this has to be a comedy movie because we just had a rally for people in Scottsdale who said, we shouldn't have to wear masks. This is ridiculous. You're making us wear a mask. What is that going to do? And then they all got COVID. And it's so, so dumb. It's like, just stay inside. 
stay home, like, just distance yourself a little bit. Like those two people who and f- was in Florida, where they show them like at the like, like you're taking away God's breathing system, oh, yeah. and then like it's like th- like they're like this is lit- like wearing masks is literally killing people. It's like what are you talking about? Who has ever died from like wearing a? Ma- I mean, unless like. I don't. I can't even think of a scenario where that would happen. Where wearing a mask, it's like that killed me. Yeah. Oh, you could just do what I do because I'm smart. I have the mask cover my whole face. <laughs> All you have to do is just cut a little slit. Yeah. So you can open your mouth still. Yeah. 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 It's just so frustrating because it's like you're literally saying that you would rather die and kill people mm-hmm. than just stay home and relax. Like, you know, you know what, my mom. Right. My mom hated the idea of like not going to work because this is kind of person she is until she realized like, oh, but it's nice to actually relax and stay home. And yeah, you know, it's it was a little difficult at first, but, you know, we're doing fine now and everything's good. And yeah, I get to see my my grandkids and all this stuff. And she's fine. She's perfect. I mean, sure. It's not how everyone I get like some people have to go out there and work. And because of that, those people should honestly get paid way more than they probably do because of it, because they have to deal with this shit. But for a majority of us, we don't have to go out and do that. We don't have to keep, you know, running the streets to go get this and that. Yeah, sure. Every once in a while we can drive through a, a Whataburger, right? Get some onion rings. That's fine. But I mean... That's that's a, something you could do. I don't have to get out of my car, sit in front of the the, the uh, Whataburger as I'm eating, just coughing up and be like, "This is my American right." You know what I mean? Like, you could you could do what I did. I finally watched the new Chucky. Oh, you you barely saw it. I barely saw it. You know, the one thing I will say is, as much I mean, as much as we love Aubrey Plaza, mm. I actually once the movie was over, I was like. I think Anna Kendrick would have done really good with this. Yeah, see, like, Aubrey Plaza, I don't know if she's... It's weird because she actually is, like, the age where, like, that would make sense, where she's a mom. Yeah. But she just still, like, has that younger face where she just she doesn't seem like she'd have a kid yet. Yeah. But you're right. I think Anna Kendrick's would work better. Well, because remember I told you I watched that weird-ass movie with her and Blake Lively? Yeah. Um, she's a mom in that, and she kind of plays this like weird quirky kind of like oh you know i'm i have to do all this mom stuff and at first it was weird because anna kendrick still looks really young Mm. but the way she played it it was like yeah she's totally a mom like even though she is young i totally saw her as a mom and thinking about that role and chucky and stuff it was like you know what i could like i don't know why but just as soon as it was over i was like I think Anna Kendrick would have done really well in this. Not saying that Aubrey Plaza is bad. It was no, 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 no. I mean, anytime Aubrey Plaza is in something, it's mm, good. Yeah. Like, uh, did you? See, there's that movie on Netflix with like her. Oh, no, and, I, I, I just added that to my list because I was like, this sounds hilarious. Yeah. Like she just everyone on that, that because that I saw movie. I saw Jermaine uh, Clement in there. I was like, yes, yes, yes. It's yeah. Be funny. That, no, that whole movie's hilarious, but. Yeah, everything she's good. Everything she's in is good. I'm just that was my one takeaway of like it was good. It was really good. Like even for a second where I was like, 
well, this is dumb because then they just kill him and he's going to come back. And I was like, oh, wait, it's worse because before it was mm. all magic and yeah. oh, he could just go into another body. But this one, it's like, no, he's on the worldwide fucking net. Yeah, like, I like how before, you, you, like, when you, when this, before this came out, it's like, yeah, magic, that makes sense. Before, like, before and now it's like, technology, that makes sense. Yeah. This one's even worse. Oh. It's like, Oh, he's always going to come. I thought it was a pretty good one, though. It's good. I yeah. really liked it. I did, too. I, it was way better than I thought. Me, yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, because I thought it was, oh, my God. At first, you're like, this is going to be a train wreck. But they did a pretty good job. I, I just, I think we should, we can review it later. Yeah. It's definitely a movie where the way they did it, I feel, was probably the best way you could have done, mm. a like, a reboot oh, or reimagining yeah. or whatever. Because it brings the idea of what you always known, Chucky, right? Mm. It brings him into this new this new era that we're, we live in, where yeah, we're right. Technology takes over, and everything that happens in the it happens in the movie. It's like if this were real, this is what would have happened. Yeah. And so now you have this this world you build where just like in the original, where Chucky keeps following what's his name, Andy. Andy. The same thing happens. Is he's gonna go and. If we do get a next movie, he's going to be, what, like in high school or something? Yeah, and, or something, yeah. And then, yeah, like, it just, I don't know, it just works. Like, it, it, and, as I as I stepped back and started thinking about it, I was like, that actually is that really fucking smart. And, and you know what I like, too, is, like, it's more of, like, the, like, it's not the same universe, but it's more of, like, child's play that we didn't know we wanted i guess because we're getting more with the tv series and from what's his name don mancini but we're also if they choose to to continue like which i think they're gonna make are they gonna make a sequel i think they'll I probably make why one. not I, I bet they'll probably make a sequel but like you get like you get two different versions of like of a good thing i think what's really cool too is that it still did have like an old school child's play feel mm. like the way that they the way that they shot it felt very much like the original um how it was uh, most of the movie took place in like at night and very dark and seemed very dingy and even though he was and, like a yeah, cgi it, well so look- yeah even though like a lot of the cgi stuff was like uh some of the movement was just the same as like the original yeah. Chucky. until like the end where you see him like running and jumping and stuff and it was like super CG. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like the puppetry and like some of the scenes and everything, it literally looked just like, well, I mean, obviously it doesn't look like the original Chucky, but the, the movements and everything were, were just like the original one. This was like such a good way to bring that into this new era. Something I feel like maybe that's why other movies haven't really felt great in the past with like the Jason movie or the Freddy Krueger or whatever. Right. Because it's like, yeah, we're still getting it, but it feels like it's just the rehashed version of that. Just, yeah. Oh, instead of the, it didn't try and be its own thing. Yeah. Instead of it being eighties. Now you're in 2000. It's like, okay, that's the difference. This, it literally felt like if there was no child's play before this, this would be like, yeah, this is this is all we need, because now I feel like we can continue and it will still just it'll be just as good, if not 
I don't know if it's gonna be better. Well, maybe because mm-hmm. ch- you know, Child's Play did. It, it did have a dip. Yeah. Yeah. This one felt like it could, it could be an actual threat. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, it was good, and I think this gives us hope, and like it gives us hope that we can still do this stuff. Kind of like how the Twilight Zone took a lot of the like original stories that we've known for so long, but then they skewed it for like a more modern version and yeah i mean it's not it's not exactly like the uh what's the one with the the gremlin on the plane oh terra 1000 feet or 10,000 yeah. feet it's sure it's not like it's like the original but it's like oh but it is and you know what i mean it's kind of mm. like that's what i think is this new wave of like remakes and reimagining and i think that plays into uh, we talked about with how a lot of horror and sci-fi has gone smarter has gotten better more more advanced more i think accepted yeah, and like stuff. like we, i think i think we brought this up too it's like if you give the people who actually enjoy these and have grown up with like horror and sci-fi the chance to make these movies they make great movies like look at um like ari aster right then you give something to like what you, those people who made um the the remake of um Nightmare on Elm Street and they were like some foreign people who made music videos. They had no like, they had no nothing to do with like horror and look Sounds what they gave you. Good. No. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but I I think, I think right now the way that it sits is that the idea of bringing stuff back. Mm sits a lot better with us than I think it did prior to. Knowing that, yeah, some of the stuff is classic and, you know, some of the stuff may not work, but, I mean, did I think I ever would care about an Invisible Man remake? No. no. <laughs> but then I got one, I was like, I was actually oh pretty God. badass. Because, I think it's because they re they reimagined it like like they did with child's play instead of just trying to rehash it they're like let's make this for modern audiences i think that's what they need to do with uh predator cuz the mm. last predator movie was fun for being um, a predators yeah for no, no pre- the predator. predator that was fun for it being a predator movie where I it's like bullshit it, up I, and i whatever. heard that like the like the way that like the predators actually look were pretty good. Yeah. Like I said, for bit like just like Predators, that was a good movie. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Well it wasn't bad. Okay. It was fine. It was watchable. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I think if I think if we could reimagine like a, a predator for now where we had where aliens back then were very like, oh that's silly and oh this this is what kids believe and blah 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 to now those people are like, remember when we said Area 51 was real and you guys said we're dumb and now the government told us like, oh yeah, there's unidentified flying objects, but that I means there's probably nothing. The one I have the bull bark. The one <laughs> I have the bull. I I think uh I think something like that would be cool. Yeah. Maybe one day. But honestly, if they did, I'd be totally down for it. Because yeah. of what we've been getting, what we've been what we've been shown where it's like, hey guys. I know it's kind of skeptical at first, but I mean, we've been doing pretty good. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess so. <laughs> See, you could you could have these conversations if you stayed in and watched movies that 
you neglected or you played video games that you completely forgot about or if you want to pick up a new skill cool if you don't whatever just you know you don't have to be out 24 7 if you want to be outside just stay in your backyard or your front yard or just stick your head out the window but put a mask on this is the fucking news i'm just gonna get straight to the meat of this okay seth rogan and evan goldberg are rebooting teenage mutant ninja turtles for the big screen again because it was re- well it was rebooted for the big screen back in like the early 2000s remember when they did like the cartoon version and then michael bay was like hey how do i shit all over another beloved 80s franchise Oh, let me make Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which the second one I actually didn't think was like god awful. It was it wasn't He originally changed it, right? Where he wanted aliens. Well yeah, well yeah, he wanted them to be aliens and he wanted um what's the white guy from um The Dark Knight? He wanted him to be what? Morgan Freeman? No, no, no. But I don't know. Whatever. Like yeah, he wanted them to be aliens, but then people complained. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. But the second one gave us Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, like and actual was, cartoons. Yeah, and I was. It wasn't like it's it's still bad, but it's like it's not like terrible. Like it's it's still like if you're a little kid and you're watching it, it'd be like, oh yeah, this is pretty fun. Although like Crane Crane comes out of nowhere and is like he freezes Shredder and he's like, yeah, that's for another time. And it's like, I don't think there's another time. Yeah. Well, now there is. Yeah, so um, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg, and James Weaver are set to begin work on an all-new CGI animated... Oh, I thought it was going to be like a live-action one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theatrical motion picture. Adding these guys' genius to the humor and action that's already an integral part of TMNT is going to make the next-level reinvention of this property. Um, That was uh, the guy who... Uh, runs Viacom, CBS, or whatever. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. I know that Ramsey Nieto and her team are excited to take the Nick Animation Studio into another great direction with their first ever CGI animated the- theatrical. I don't know. That's a weird way to end that. Um, but I mean, I mean, we grew up with the original one from the what was it, like the late '80s, early '90s. And then the third one. I never really liked that one that much. The one where they go back and Yeah. I thought it was pretty badass. I mean, because the, then the, the the samurais come to New York and it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I do remember that part. Um, And then you realize, like, there's a comic book and you're like, what? And you find out it's, like, way more serious than you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, I, I mean, this would be, I mean, this is obviously going to be an interesting take. Hopefully like they do, like, I think what they'll probably do is do more like the eighties cartoon. Probably. The thing is for us in the Ninja Turtles, they're always going to be likable. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we're not going to watch every single version of new cartoons that come out or yeah, whatever. Like the movies come out and it's like, uh, Michael Bay, fuck. <laughs> I guess I'll try watching it. <clears throat> so, I think it's it's more of like there's like a, a like a love and respect there for for what they are. 
And if something like this comes about, right, where it's like, hey, we're going to do this like CGI cartoon. Yeah, it's kind of whatever. But if they do kind of play towards more of the original cartoon series, I mean, that's what we grew up with. Why wouldn't we love it? I think that's what most people would like to see, too. I think that's what got fans excited about at least the sequel. um, What is it called? Um, Out of the Shadows or something? Was that they were bringing back, they were bringing into it. Rocksteady and Bebop and, and Crane because that's those are the like those are characters that like oh yeah like we really wanted to see like live action that was something that like the original like the sequel to the original 80s movie was going to do they were gonna have Bebop and Rocksteady but then they decided not to do it and so we got Toka and Razar and it's like yeah they're pretty cool and badass but like I kind of want to see like a like bumbling <laughs> Bebop and Rocksteady I mean, Seth Rogen, someone I guess we've always kind of been a fan of. Yeah. So see what he can come up with. I mean, who knows if they go a completely different route and it's like a rated R like stoner Damn. film. I mean, I think I think the idea of like a live action one though is still something we want to see. I feel like for us in our generation, the original uh, and the second one were like so cool because it was like obviously they were completely fake but it was cool to see it in real life yeah and then this new one is just like oh they're just cg yeah so but i think i think it would work if you're like you're already telling us it's a cgi like a animated film then it's like okay well we expect them to be cg yeah i don't know it i have mixed feelings like part of me is super excited to see if we get something really cool but another part of me is okay that if it's like, oh, it just comes out and it's another like PG-13 one. And it's like, oh, they they said ass. Cool. Kind of like the, the one from the early 2000s. Yeah. That one was cool. Eh, it wasn't bad. Uh, well, one thing I do like is that it connected to the original. Like, it was meant to be a follow-up. Uh, that's one thing I like. I like that they introduced, uh, what's her name? Um, Cry? Was that her name? And, like, I like that they brought back Casey Jones, too. That's like, everybody loves Casey Jones. I mean, we might get that for this one. Who knows? So the Academy invites 819 new members, including Aquafina, Cynthia Erivo, Ari Aster, Zendaya. Okay? Finally, in 2020, five years after, we, get we did Zendaya. it. Mission accomplished. See? You guys asked for diversity. It only took us five years to do it. And plus, in five more years, it's going to be even more diverse than that. See, eventually, at some time in the future, a point in which we say that we might get to it, we eventually will maybe get to that point that we said we would get to. Maybe. that Because it was a date that we weren't sure if, yes, we'd get to there or not. We did it. Let's pat ourselves on the back now. So, um, uh, it's continuing push to swell the Academy membership ranks. 819 artists and executives from 68 countries have been invited to join this year. Branches have increased. The branches have increasingly actively sought eligible people to become Academy members, but the board of governor makes the final call. People from underrepresented ethnic Racial com- communities, 
and women, 45%, are among the many invitees. As the Academy continues to address its long-term white male dominance, as always, actors make up the largest branch, but many newcomers, 49%, also come from overseas. In 2019, the Academy invited 842 new members, swelling its ranks since 2015 from 6,446 to 8,594 voters. The rate of change has increasing has been has been increasing as the Academy sought to meet its A2020 goal of doubling the number of women and people of color in its membership. See, it's it's going to get there eventually, at, uh, uh, soon. I would laugh if they're like, we said we'd double, and we did double. So, there, that's your diversity. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because you had 15 women before, now you have 300. You could still keep going. No, we, we never said that. Having exceeded its A2020 goal... The Academy now shifts to a new diversity initiative for the next five years, which is something we talked about on Aperture 2025. Fifteen Oscar winners are among the new invited members, including songwriter Bernie Toppin from Rocket Man and anim- animator Matthew A. Cherry for Hair, Hair Love. 81 are Oscar nominees, including um, Florence Pugh from, remember, from Little Women. And dual nominee Cynthia Revo from Harriet. And, and, oh, God, I feel like this is another one of those patting themselves on the back. <clears throat> Among other notable invitees, or, yeah, many Spanish speakers, including uh, Yelitsa Aprecio from Roma, remember, uh, Ana de Armas from Blade Runner 2049, remember, Multiple Asian stars, including Aquafina. Remember, she was a nominee. We would never nominate her because she doesn't look like how we want her to be nominated to look. But we're get, she's in there, guys. Choi Woo Sik from Parasite. Constance Wu. You're telling me you don't think it's diverse if Constance Wu is in there. Many TV names who also work in movies landed... Um, Invites, um, including Zendaya, Ben Mendelsohn, Ryan Murphy. You're telling me the creator of Glee doesn't mean that we are not including everyone. Invites from the comedy side include Zach Godsegan from Peanut Butter. Um, is he the? Oh yeah, yeah the the um the guy like the, the kid who has Down syndrome who was. Believed to be the first actor with Down syndrome invited to the Academy, which it's like, that's up. That like you're not you're not including people that bad. They're like, see, we have handicapped people too. N- new directors asked to join include indie creators like Ari Aster, um, Matty Diop, um, Robert Eggers, and it's funny because it's like. Why did you wait so long to do this? Like, why didn't you from the beginning, like, I mean, I can understand back in like, back a long time ago when racism was like, remember when real, when it was, when racism was around? Cause yeah, we like, don't live like 99. Yeah. You know, like, cause it's not racist anymore. <clears throat> there's no more racism. Obama was elected president. So there's no more racism. 
Obviously. Um, but back when there was racism, like, why didn't we change it back then? I mean, hearing this sounds cool, sounds good, but you're right. Why isn't it something they should have tried, I don't know, decades ago? Like, it, it almost seems like natural, if, like a Halle Berry one for Best Actress. And they're like, hey, maybe we could get more African-American uh, female actresses in here. When what's her name one for the Hurt Locker? You know, they could have said, hey, look, at this is amazing. We need to add more female directors into the fold. Yeah. And that's that's where it, it, it's like, sure, feel good that it's happening. But also don't forget that they're the ones who've done this. Like yeah. it, 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 it's it's <laughs> it's the same way that people are opening their eyes now. We're like, wait, so you're saying that our government could have done all this stuff already? But they just chose not to. And that's the same thing with this. It's like, yeah, yeah, this sounds good. But this is something they could have done a long time ago. Yeah, This is something that they could have took upon themselves and say, hey, guys, you know what? Cinema is not what it used to be. Like, we should start bringing in more young directors. We start bringing in more people of color. Oh, look at that. You know, pe- people are starting to uh, they're starting to yeah, but see- be more fancy towards towards. um foreign films can we still say that foreign films <laughs> what year is it is it 2000 is it before 2019 oh yeah, then, yeah, yeah we can yeah, say okay, foreign. we could say that cool but you know what i mean like i think like if they really were about change instead of just people now having a say where the internet kind of is this mob where people can just yell about something until it gets changed that's where the sediment of like, see guys, we care kind of diminishes, but still it's cool. Who knows? Maybe it's, maybe it's, maybe it is them actually changing. Yeah. yeah, We we honestly said Uh, we technically aren't going to fully know until 2025 because we could five years from now. Right. We're, we're talking and talking about the Oscars that year. And it's like, so wait, did they ever add any more people to the academy? Oh, I probably would have already died from a, hem- a brain hemorrhage because of the just thinking about it again year after year because I'm constantly once a year reminded about the Oscars and it's it's gonna kill me. <laughs> so we don't know, but I will say nonetheless, this is awesome to even hear about, right? To know that these people that we look up to and these people that we have so much hope for are now a part of this thing that we've had so much problems with that we feel more comfortable now when we could see a movie and say, yeah, this is amazing. This could be nominated and then actually have that idea come to light and say, Oh shit, they did actually nominate this or they nominate this person. But like almost all things time will tell. So I guess that's all we have to we have to wait for. But I mean, I hope I hope this is a I really do hope that this is a beginning to the change that we always wanted. It sounds like it could be. But mm, it's like you do business for 100 years and then you barely change for the last, you know, two, three, four, five you could that could still mean we got a really long ways to go. So 
Yeah, but see, we're not looking at the past hundred years. We're looking at the future hundred years. I don't know. I I really do hope that this is the beginning to the change that we always wanted. Ever since we were children, we've had one dream. Winning the Eurovision Song Contest. All right, everyone. I am Lars. This is Secret. We are Fire Saga. Who wants to hear a Eurovision song? All of Iceland thinks we are a joke. That's not true. And my father is ashamed of me. No, he's not. He looked me into the eyes and said, I am ashamed of you. Maybe he was drunk. He said, and you might think that I'm drunk, but I am dead sober. Idiot. Officially, Fire Saga will be representing Iceland at Eurovision this year. I hate them. Absolutely terrible. They're old, disgusting people. But we have no choice. So we're in. Yep. 42 countries, hundreds of performers, and a worldwide audience of 180 million. This is Eurovision. Wow! You have to watch that guy. He is a sex player. Hey, looking good. Secret, very beautiful voice. Thank you. We are a duo that will never be separated. George Michael said something about other wham guy. <laughs> no one even knows his name. Andrew Ridgely. You have to stay focused. We need to win. What are you doing? I just want my ding-dong to look bigger than what is really there. Yeah. I could do a camel. Do a classic camel. It's never out of style. Yeah. This is it. We have to prove to Iceland and my extremely handsome father that my life hasn't been a waste. It ruins the bands. Fleetwood Mac, Ace of Base, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, I forgot about Simon. Where the mountains sing through the screams of seagulls. Firesager are not giving up. Tonight is our night. You don't have a single chance of making it. <laughs> Stop laughing, I'm trying to fight you. My <laughs> Hit me back. Very light, like silky kitty fish in marshmallow boxing glove. <laughs> Eurovision Song Contest. The Story of Fire Saga is a 2020 American musical comedy film directed by David Dobkin and written by Andrew Steele and Will Ferrell. In the small town of Husevik, Iceland, Lars Eriksson, played by Will Ferrell, and his best friend Sigrid, played by Rachel McAdams, make music together as the band Fire Saga, much to the dismay of Lars' widowed father, Eric, played by Pierce Brosnan. Lars has one dream, to win the Eurovision Song Contest. They apply and are selected to take part in the Icelandic pre-selection for the Eurovision Song Contest. Sigrid, who believes in the old Icelandic tradition of elves, 
Ask them to help them in the contest and that if they win, Lars might finally return her feelings. Their performance is a disaster and the incredibly talented Katiana Lindsdotter, played by Demi Lovato, wins the pre-selection. Dejected, Lars and Secret look out at the boat party taking place with all the other contestants. The boat suddenly explodes, killing everyone on board. Fire Saga, as the only surviving contestants, automatically become Iceland's entry in the 2020 Eurovision Song Contest. Lars and Sigrid arrive in Edinburgh, Scotland, and struggle with the new remix of their song and the elaborate stage design. They meet Alexander Lemtov, played by Dan Stevens, a Russian singer who is the favorite to win the contest. He invites them to a party at his house, attended by a number of former Eurovision contestants, where he introduces Lars and Sigrid to the Greek singer Mita. Alexander and Sigrid spend the night together, as do Lars and Mita. This causes tension within Fire Saga, which almost derails their plans for the semifinal. Lars overhears Sigrid working on a new song for him in their hotel room, but he wrongly assumes it's a love song for Alexander. Katiana's ghost appears to Lars and warns him that his life is in danger. He ignores her. Fire Saga reconciles before the semifinals. The performance of their song, Double Trouble, initially goes very well, but is derailed by an accident involving a giant hamster wheel. They recover and finish the song, but are met with a deafening silence and scattered laughter. Lars storms out, leaving Secret behind. To her shock, Iceland is voted through to the finals. Returning to Husavik, Lars is unaware of Fire Saga's advancement in the contest. He talks with his father and confesses his love for Sigrid, and Eric tells him to return and fight for her love. On his way back to Reykjavik, Victor Carlos' son, governor of the Central Bank of Iceland and one of the Icelandic organizational team members, attempts to murder Lars and reveals he blew up the boat as Iceland is bankrupt and cannot afford to host Eurovision the following year if Fire Saga wins. Luckily, Unseen Elves save Lars by killing Victor. Lars makes it to the grand finale just in time to perform after hitchhiking with some initially unwilling American tourists. Before going on stage, Katiana's ghost appears and tells him Victor blew up the boat. Lars informs her that he already knows that Victor is dead and that she's not very helpful. Instead of their official entry, Sigrid and Lars perform the song she wrote for him, Husavik. The friends and families are all touched, discovering that the song is an ode to their hometown, with some lyrics in Icelandic and a stunning finale. Eric watches the contest proudly with Sigrid's mother, Helka. Alexander, who is gay and unable to live openly in Russia, discusses with Mita the possibility of moving to Greece. Because Fire Saga changed their song during the contest, they are disqualified. Lars and Sigrid finally kiss. Lars and Sigrid return home, where they are greeted with the hero's welcome. Sometime later, Fire Saga performs with their young baby at the wedding of Eric and Helka. The band offers to play a Eurovision song, but everyone just wants to hear the local favorite, Yaya Dingdong. Eurovision. The movie? I don't remember the whole fucking thing. Yeah, it's like Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Yeah, this is a movie I think we heard about a while ago. Yeah, I I actually never watched the little music video they put out. Oh, me either. I just knew it because I remember the actual Eurovision thing. Because, you know, I'm like, my sister, she's all obsessed with, like, 
British shit and all that dumb shit. But yeah, I mean, I knew they were making this, but I didn't really know anything about it. I thought it was actually going to be them <laughs> representing America trying to go over there. Because oh, okay. I thought that would be more funny. But apparently I was wrong because they're Icelandic now. And yeah, we both watched it dumb. Mm-hmm. It just got released not that long ago. Ooh, yeah, it did. What did you think about it? At first I was like, okay, this, this is probably kind of funny because it's, it's Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams. And then I'm like sitting there laughing because I'm like, what? Did you hear the way that they talk? Speak English. <laughs> and then like there's all these um, people that I don't even know about that I'm like, who are these people? They're not from America. That means they're not famous. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, but for reals though, like I got done with this movie and I was like, this movie was so good. Like I like even the songs that they made for this movie were really good. Cause you know how sometimes they make they make songs for movies and it's just like the worst like like that's not a real song yeah. like that would no one would ever listen to that fucking song but like the songs in this I was like you know like, what yeah I could see some yeah I could Europeans see these, make this shit right yeah like Euro- Europeans would probably eat this up um yeah Will Ferrell hilarious Rachel McAdams like <clears throat> I knew she was funny because of uh like Mean Girls. But, like, I think for a while there, she was more, like, notebooky kind of stuff. And it was just like, eh. But it wasn't until really, like, she did, like, Game Night and Doctor Strange. I was like, oh, man. Like, I love Rachel McAdams. She is amazing. And in this, like, I was just, like, even more blown blown away by her. I was just like, I love Rachel McAdams. And then I just love how, like... You also think she's kind of crazy with the elves because I love when it's like the first time you see her with like, the little the little houses that they have and it's just so ridiculous. But then I love the payoff to that. It was just hilarious. Um, <laughs> which <laughs> the, he's like he's like about to strangle him and then he gets stabbed in the back and then you see the little door close and he he's like I just I just leave your knife here. I mean, oh, in case you want to do more murders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or oh, when he was telling God. those Americans, seriously, don't come. Owls will murder you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, the Americans were funny, too. I love that. Oh, yeah, but I, I don't know. This movie was funny. And even when they did, like, the little um, sing-along thing. Cause, oh, Pitch Perfect. I couldn't remember the movie where they kind of did that stupid thing where they're like, I'm going to start singing a song and then whatever part I leave off on, you have to sing another song. Yeah. But I like the way they did this, where it's kind of like a medley of songs. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh, when you let professionals do this and mm. Oh, it actually seems kind of cool. Yeah. And I was like, are these people famous in Europe? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I like this movie I wasn't as blown away as maybe some other comedies. But I was going into it thinking that it was going to be one of these kind of lesser than comedies that Mm. you kind of get. You know, like how Netflix kind of throws money at people and say, hey, just make us something. I kind of thought that was what we're going to get. But yeah, pretty pretty quickly it was like, (laughs) this is actually pretty good. Mm. And as it went on, it it got funnier and funnier and funnier. And I think that the fact that it was ridiculous, but without being absurd really mm. helped it. I mean, yeah. 
obviously Will Ferrell, you know, doing Will Ferrell, it's going to be hilarious. I think the reason why is because Eurovision is already absurd. Yeah. And I, I and like that's what like like I said, like it was funny because what's his name? Dan Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Like like his character and and the whole, <laughs> whole thing is like he's obviously gay. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but like it was funny because yeah, you're right. It's like it's ridiculous, but it's fitting. Yeah. And it like doesn't it literally doesn't take away from the movie. It, it actually plays all together really well. Although I did wish that they would do that, that like weird Viking song. I know. I, I, wa- that, I thought th- I thought that's what they were gonna do at the yeah. end. The volcano man. Yeah. Or, then they went and got all like emotional. And whatever. And they, then they started speaking gibberish in the middle of the song. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, oh, I, I really I really like this movie, especially what? like uh, Pierce Brosnan is really good. Oh my in god! It. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Yeah, how- like I said, Dan Stevens is really good in it. <laughs> Even like the little like minor parts, like um, Graham Norton was pretty funny as the announcer, and then uh, I can't remember her name from um, what we do in the shadows, the the show. Oh yeah, she, um, she even just having like a little part, she's like pretty funny. But one thing I have to ask is, so Iceland is nothing but white people, right? Mm-hmm. So and that's like what American white people want it to be like, right? Oh, yeah. So they want to basically be like questioning whether or not. They're related to the person that they like. Like, oh, we're maybe not brother and sister. Is that the kind of world they want to live in? Well, yeah, it's called the South. Oh, that's right. You're right. Uh, but yeah, no, this God, this movie was it was so good that I was like, man, I just want to rewatch it. Too bad. Like, I have to I have to work or else I would have just I would have watched it again because it's like, man, this is this is such a good one. Like. People who have been saying this is like Will Ferrell's like best movie in like a while. I don't know if I could say that. I feel like it was on par with what he usually does. Yeah. Um. Mm. But but like I said, without being too over the top, because mm. he was yeah playing a dumb, silly character. Yeah, but I like that it didn't go too far. Yeah, like the 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 Watson Holmes or whatever that one like that was meant to be super silly. So they were always over the top and super dumb and all that stuff. This, he was just trying to play like a funny Icelandic guy. Which it already, wasn't until the end where he got more Will ferrell Yeah. Well, when you say Icelandic, I already think he's quirky. Um, I I really like this movie because I like Will Ferrell. Yeah. I like the idea. Everything about it worked, mm. and it's just it, to me, it's a solid movie. Yeah, um, I, I, I would have wished that they kind of would have went the idea that I originally thought in my head. Yeah, where it was you like know, Americans like trying them, to get in. like them Americans trying to get into it because I felt like like when you said Will Ferrell doing that, it's like oh that sounds that sounds like a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, still nonetheless, it's funny honestly i'd be hard pressed to find out that you didn't find any part of this funny yeah i mean there's i mean the part where the ghost of um what's her name katiana or demi lovato's ghost and she's like he he's gonna try and kill you he blew up the bow <laughs> he's like yes i know he already tried to kill me um like and then she's like oh okay wow she's a really bad ghost man <laughs> 
Or the part when they blow it up. Like, that was hilarious. Because <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, no, it's so bad. But he's all but, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie, honestly. Yeah. It's a good comedy. It's Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams. And like I said, everyone does really well. Mm-hmm. Honestly, everyone does super well. And if you don't have a good time, then, yeah, maybe comedy's not for you. But this is going to be a, a solid, backed hard. Mm-hmm. Go, on. Go watch it. Go watch it, yeah. It just came out. Check it out. Yeah, 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 ding dong. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Like he said, like, play it again. I want to I watch it again. So, 38 years ago, two movies were released that completely bombed, right? The Thing and Blade Runner. At the time, they were shredded, torn apart, they bombed, right? Nowadays, they're considered these, like, classics that are placed upon, like, pedestals, right? So, we've we've seen that from time to time, right? With, like, movies like Empire Strikes Back and others, but, like, at what point do, like, this time, like, factor into our outlook of criticism? At what point does the return on critical investment, like, pay off? Like, okay, let's think about, like, The Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker, right? We sit here and we're like, they are good movies. We, we've seen them. There's nothing about them that is super flawed to the point where we would consider them bad, right? And we know, as we've seen before, in the future... That's going to be the opinion of, of of people because we've seen it before. Kids watch these movies and they, they love it. They enjoy it. They don't see the flaws. So when they grow up, they're like, oh, yeah, that's that was like the greatest movie of all time. And yet back then, everyone was like, Flash Gordon, this movie sucked. And then years later, uh, Seth MacFarlane is like, hey, I'm going to dedicate a whole and in my movie that I'm making, Ted, I'm going to dedicate a whole sequence to Flash Gordon. And everyone's like, yeah, I love Flash Gordon. That was like the best movie from the 80s. And it's like criticism for some reason is ridiculous. Like, I do. should we even have it? Like, or like at what point do we decide, like, should we put aside criticism for now and look at it later? I think one thing that we talked about, whether it was on here or not, is that the reason why people go out of their way to hear what critics have to say, to see who posted what on YouTube, or to go out and ask their friend is because deep down inside, I think they just want a notion of where they should take a movie. Mm-hmm. For instance, if you know that I love comedies, I love all comedies, and I see... um I see Stubers coming out and it's like, oh, hey, they got two people that I like. It looks pretty funny. I should automatically say I'm going to watch it. But there's a good chance that I'm going to say, hey, Dom, I know you've seen it. Like, what do you think about it? Why? Why is it? I don't know. There's just something built in us that we're wired that way. There's well, there, there, And I think that that's why for the longest time we held like movie reviewers mm. to such a, a a high extent is because we expected them to know everything about the movie. We expected them to say, oh, hey, well, they understand what a movie is and how it should be 
and all this stuff so they would know. But as time goes on, like you said prior to where something like the thing was nothing back in the day. I saw this meme actually. It's a back to the future meme meme and it's like when the thing came out and it's like, oh, you guys might not get this, but your kids are going to love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, because as a group of people, we hope that these critics would tell us, oh, this movie's oh, yeah, it's not good. We shouldn't watch that. But then we started getting like you said, we started getting uh, VHSs and we could bring this stuff home. And now Americans are going out and just renting shit. And then that ties into the Internet coming alive. And now I can know that. Oh, hey, you know that one movie that we saw the picture of the thing? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, this guy, Solo Hero 69, told me that it's actually really good, that it kind of reminds him of, like, like the best creature feature or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I like that stuff. I could watch it. And that kind of turned into what we know today, even though we do have a gripe with it because and, everyone could have us, say. And I think... I think what also helped with with that too, or well, with the criticism part, because I think that helped at least to to build. I think our version of criticism, where it's where it's like I said, it's that um, instead of doing critical critical analysis of films, we instead do optimistic critical review, where we go in being optimistic about a movie, right? Instead of having the notion... And I think that's one thing, too, that, like, people always ask my our, our, either your or my opinion, and we always tell them, like, yeah, it was good. Like, sure, it wasn't, like, the best film, but, like, if you like this, go see it. Where it's, like, we're trying to be helpful. Where I think other critics, like, especially, like, Robert Ebert and... What, what was the other guy's name? Ebert and Roper or Robert or Zemeckis or whatever. They they always wanted to be like the authority on it, so they were like, "We're gonna go in, be critical from the start. Like movies are automatically bad. This movie's automatically gonna be bad because I don't know that guy. Oh, it's a Spielberg. Oh, that means it's automatically gonna be good. Oh, and then you go in and it's like, well, it wasn't that great, but like at least it was a Spielberg film. But it's like that. See, like, but if we went in going into this film, we would." kind of have the same view where it's like okay we're gonna give it a chance but we could still see like the flaws i think for it rather than be like well steven spielberg made it that means it's good but we we would see it more for the movie it is rather than who made it yeah but the thing is that wouldn't have been true 20 years ago yeah because that's because that's just it like we held these people accountable for telling us exactly what this movie should be the only time that that stuff really changed is when it got into the hands of everybody when when the exorcism was so bad that it started making headlines the headlines were like the old school internet where people were like what this movie Dude, we should go see it (laughs) instead of instead of just having to pay attention to Oh, this movie is disgusting. Oh, it is blasphemy. Yeah. All they saw, these kids and everyone saw like, yo, this movie is fucking crazy. We need to see it. Did you hear people are fainting in this movie? Yeah. Insane. But now we have that because we come from a generation where we were able to 
not have to wait until someone sees it and tell us where we are because we came up from going to uh like Hollywood video or well, what's that other one? Video update. Video update, yeah. Um I think that's where we had near me. Um I love video but update. We would go there and it'd be like, oh yeah, we could get this this one movie we're gonna get. But oh, this movie looks cool. Killer clowns from outer space. Yes, it looks cool. Oh, and you so watch good. it, and it's like, oh, it's in a shitty movie. What? No, it's not. <laughs> but, but yeah, we didn't we didn't go out of our way. Like we couldn't just go on the internet and say, oh, killer clowns from outer space. Oh, let me watch the, let me watch the trailer. It's like, oh, that no, that movie was way past you know us. Like we we're barely finding it now. You know what I mean? Like you know how many times that I've seen so many random movies because my grandma had them yeah and junior would just be like oh, let's watch this <laughs> and it's like, yeah i don't think we should be watching that, that's the same thing i would go over to my aunt's house and like my cousin would be like hey you want to watch this and be like how razor two hell bound it's like yeah i guess we'll watch that you're like yeah i guess my little virgin eyes can watch this well i mean i already watched <laughs> like whatever horror movies i wanted to because my mom didn't really care right. as long as they're nude, nudity yeah that's that was her whole thing as um, long as it's not porn but see but that's where we came from where we were able to consume this ourselves and we started to say like hey you know what i actually like these really kind of gory yeah maybe the acting is kind of dumb but the like effects are kind of cool and stuff like these are the movies i really like instead of you know oh what does the paper say about killer clowns oh yeah so Oh, it's not doesn't look very good. Mm. Which it's it's so dumb because it's like now that's completely flipped. Where like that's people love that movie. Yeah. And and that's what I'm saying. I think that the question of like when should things I mean, you can you can review anything. And I think that that's kind of why we do what we do is because yeah, we'll review a movie like Eurovision that just came out. But then we'll also review a movie like Django that came out, what, almost like a decade ago. Yeah, Yeah. and so because I mean, yeah, it's different, right? Oh, this this is a new movie. This is old, but we we were able to form our own opinions at such a young age that when we came into this new era where everything was so fast and stuff, you know, we already knew how we felt. Like we, you know, we didn't need someone. We weren't old enough to where we just had to listen to people say, "Oh, well, I heard from the guy that this is really bad. I don't think we should go see it." And I feel like that's the that's like the real fault in this whole thing is that anyone really can review anything, right? Like mm. I said, there's something about us that will be drawn to. Oh, Dom likes shitty movies. Or, <laughs> no, it'd be like um. Hey, Dom, you like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, Dom likes shitty movies. Oh hey, God. what do you think of this other movie? And and even though that we have a feeling that this movie could be bad, right? For some reason, we know that, oh, this looks really bad. Uh, this sounds kind of stupid. But, hey, Dom likes, mo- Dom likes movies like this. Let me see what he thinks. There's something in us that wants us, that pushes well, us what- to... To, to listen to see that, that's right? what I mean is like I think if you had more people being more optimistic about movies instead of trying to be the nerd who's like I know what a good movie is have you seen that comedy movie Phantom Thread 
I laughed so hard. <laughs> I think that's where it's like, get him. <laughs> yeah. But like, if they were just, if people were more optimistic about. No, yeah. But, they... but see, but we even have that idea of you should be optimistic because we come from a generation where we yeah. should be optimistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yes, exactly. Because back then it was, oh, well, this is film. You have to have, what was it? Um, Seven sequences. Well, see, seven sequences. That's how you do it. And then she played um, the graduate, and it didn't have seven. It had six sequences, and she's like, "Well, that's different." And see, that was that's the old style of thinking, and I think we come more from like that, the like blossoming new era where, when these VHS started coming out, these like like things like the Evil Dead. That shit blew up because people were able to get that in their hands and say, like, oh, this movie's fucking crazy. And that continued with our generation where all these movies that either people never saw or they were always bad reviewed and, you know, whatever it was, we could go to the we could go to the video update. We could go to the blockbusters. We could go to the Hollywood videos and just pick like this one looks kind of cool. Yeah. And then watch it. And almost like our version of Netflix now where kids can just go onto Netflix and say, hey, this is cool. We're able to get these movies and say, oh, I really like this movie, but this movie was kind of like, uh. And then that's how we started forming these opinions of like, well, you know what? Yeah, this movie's kind of bad. But when you look at it, like the creatures look super cool. And that's something you don't get a lot. Yeah. I mean, sure, the movie's kind of dumb, but... Rumpelstiltskin. He's yeah. pretty creepy. I mean, you know. He actually was pretty creepy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think, like, our generation and years, a couple years prior to, I think we benefited from that to where now I think that, the you know, our generation, a little bit older, a little bit younger, they're the generation on YouTube now who shares their opinions. And, yeah, I mean, we could go on to, like, Oh, well, they should review this or this is how they should review it. But just the fact that that's possible, I think, is really cool. Because if you take Star Wars Last Jedi, right? A movie that, you're right, when we saw it, we were like, yeah, the movie's cool. Awesome. But everyone else was like, oh, I hated it. Then there's people who, there's literally people out there. And I'm almost positive about this, but I'm pretty sure there's people out there who saw it. And they were like, well... I mean, I didn't get to see all this stuff, but like there was some stuff in there I liked and they go to their favorite YouTuber and then they decide like, oh yeah, this is why I really liked it. Oh, see the way he, the subversion. And they're like, you're right. That's why I love this movie. Or they're like, this movie's so dumb. Let me tell you why. See all the subversion. And you're like, that's why I didn't really like this movie. Cause all it's a version, yeah, and because like I said, there's something built in us, yeah. that really wish for that, and I think that we're lucky enough though to be in an era where we can say to people, you don't have to do that, you don't have to work. If there's a movie you've seen right now and no one likes it, guess what? You don't have to give up on that movie. You can like it. We don't have to make these office spaces anymore and just forget them until they become cult classics you know pretty much till the day we die we're going to talk about how great um sorry to bother you was right 
Yeah. It's a movie that no or, one gave a shit about. Or a movie that I've never heard anyone ever talk about, which we love. And because we saw it, I mean, I think we were the only people in the theater. Casa de mi Padre. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A movie that went in knowing that people weren't talking about it. Went in thinking like, oh, this could be okay. Came out and be like, that movie's fucking hilarious. Hilarious. And still no one talks about it. No. But if I don't, you were yeah, yeah, if you were to talk about like, hey, what are some what are some of your favorite Will Ferrell movies? Cost, I'd be like Costa and the Padre. Yeah. And I think <laughs> that we're lucky where we are right now. Yeah. Where we don't necessarily need time, but I think that that still does matter. And I think too, with the the help of the internet, that's kind of shrinking that window of time where we're having to go back and look. Cause I think we're already seeing people go back and like with age of Ultron, people are already like turning around from what they were saying because critics didn't really like it. And people were like, Oh, this is just like a boring, like nothing happens. Now everyone's like, Hey, did you know that age of Ultron's like really good? That and like so much into what was going on. Yeah. Like it set up everything before. And it's like, you clench your fist, but you're like, Yes, that's what I said this whole time. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think another thing that really adds to that is that the way that we consume all of this is completely different. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when we were lucky because we had this, we had a place where we could go and get a bunch of these movies and watch them and then go and put them back without having to spend money to go to the theaters and blah, blah, blah. We can go to the 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 video store and pick out a new release we could pick out a bunch of movies from the 80s like whatever it was it didn't matter and now it's that times 10 where we could be like hey have you ever seen x-files they're like what's that oh like remember like oh yeah the the yeah what okay yeah 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 no i didn't but i'm gonna go this weekend and watch every single episode (laughs) And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, I guess, yeah, I guess you can. And they're like, hey, you know what? I love X-Files. And not only that, but like we've said, the way that stories are being told. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the innovator of it all, like at Quibi, they're like, hey, we're going to give you these. <laughs> I'm not <just> kidding. <laughs> no, but like, like um, how we're, instead of movies being the pinnacle of like, this is how you make this. We're like, what if we did TV series? What if we yeah. did limited series? What if we did, yeah, online stuff? What uh, a cool thing that we always talk about is like the, what is it, the ARGs? Yeah, alternate reality games. Yeah, where they make all this shit up to be like, hey, you guys could follow this and watch the movie and add so much more, mm-hmm. and it does. When you look into this shit, it's like, oh. Fuck, this is so. That's cool. one thing why I love. Uh, I think I love Cloverfield even more is because the ARG for that is like yeah. mind blowing. A movie that when I first saw it was like I like Cloverfield yeah. it was cool, but then when I realized that there was so much more to it, and then they started tying in other movies to it, it's like oh shit. So this is like bigger than I ever thought. Yeah. Huh. I guess I loved it, and that's something that you probably wouldn't have gotten. No. 20 years ago. I think that's also a part of it, too. Yeah. Um, And, you know, for better or worse, I am kind of happy, though, we are where we are. 
I'll take all the shitty negative people on YouTube. Oh, I'll tell you why. There's never been a perfect comic book movie except for The Dark Knight. As as many of those dumbasses there are, there's still a bunch of people who'd be like, yo, I just saw the new Thor. What was it? Like Love. Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder. Yo, let's go through like all the stuff that ties into the other movies. And it's like, cool. Yeah, because that's what I like. And and yeah, you're going to get both sides or you're going to get these. You're going to get people that you that you hate to even acknowledge because it's like everything they're saying is wrong because they're stupid. But at least we're in an era where if that's true, at least I could click onto someone else's who were like, like, what's that guy? Cinema sins. How he says all the stuff that are wrong with the movie. Then the other guy does. What's wrong with cinema sins? Whatever. And it's like, yeah, see, because there's, there's always a yin to the yang here. And that's where we are right now. But I mean, I guess, yeah, the question is, do we need people to review things? Uh, you know, what time frame should it be reviewed and all this stuff? I mean, it's all yes and no. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why we could say that is because where we are today, where if you're someone who is just going to watch whatever they're going to watch, of course you don't need to listen to us. You don't need to listen to anyone on YouTube. You don't need to look up like, oh, hey, let me see what to say about this new season, blah, blah, blah. If you're into it, you're going to be into it. You don't need us. But at the same point, if you're someone who was like, you know what? I always wondered about X movie. And then you type in, oh, blah, 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 like review. You could look it up and say, hey, is this really worth watching? And maybe that's, like I said, if there's something inside of you that needs that little push, you know, watch a review or two. I would probably say 10 because you might get five who are like, this movie's so dumb. It's so full of potholes. Like, we don't even see her get into the car, but then all of a sudden she's there. Watch another video and he'll say, oh, yeah, because we see that she's on this side of on the town here, and then now she's on this side getting out of the car. I can deduce that. She probably got into her car and drove over there. Yeah. Movies have evolved since the 40s and 50s when you used to have to show ABC now we can we only have to worry about A and C in films, but people still will make it out of their mind that that's or, a plot hole. Like we said, B and C, yeah, or B and D, or just C, yeah, or just C, and then it's like, wait, but what? It's like mm, maybe we'll tell that in another story, just like now we'll say thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you guys. We appreciate it as always. If you would like to go ahead and. Follow us on your streaming services of your choice. Please do so. Uh, Remember that we do have a YouTube. Link will be in the show description, so please give that a like. If you want to follow us on our social media accounts, that's intb underscore podcast for Instagram and Twitter. Or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know um, where you stand on this whole thing. Uh, do you think anything that we said about reviews and reviewers and the whole gambit of which we just talked about, does that make sense to you? Or are we stupid and we should shut up and just tell <laughs> you if the movie's good or not? Or did you like Eurovision? Song contest? 
the story, the saga of, no, the story of Fire Saga. See, you don't even know it, dog. I was trying to get it right. Um, or did you hate it, right? Or are you my mom and you just hate every Will Ferrell movie? Yeah. Except Step Brothers. Or what do you what do you think about anything we talked about, like the Academy being trying to be diverse, or do you think it's a quote unquote diverse, or TMNT? You guys like Ninja Turtles? But honestly, thank you for listening. Yes. Uh, like we said, in these times, yeah, it, it can be hard to just kind of sit back and relax because everything's not slowing down. Yeah. It's literally not slowing down. Yeah. Like we've been saying, don't forget to wear your mask. Yes. If you have gloves, do wear them. Yes. Still use sanitizer clean your areas Mm -hmm. whatever social distance yeah please Mm -hmm. if you can yes try your best to try and stay inside if if you can but if you can't if you're gonna be like protesting you know make sure you're doing all that stuff still yeah and uh and remember guys it's not that bad it's not that bad